All right. Good morning, everyone. Uh, good morning, everyone. Pink Sock Podcast coming at you live with me, Mike, and him, him, Adam, Gorak. If you smell what the Gorak is cooking, what do you what do you cook? Like you, you are a chef. Yeah. What do you cook? Like at work. What, what would we smell in uh, Gorak's kitchen? Oh, dude, <laughs> man. That sounds, that sounds sexual. <laughs> <laughs> what would we find in the smell in Garak's kitchen? <laughs> you have to just have to see. <laughs> oh, man. You got me all excited, Daddy. I mean, Greg. Um, We would like to give some shout-outs, um, some great shout-outs. But before we uh, give out our shout-outs, I'm starting to like, <laughs> I'm going to give out shout-outs. There are going to be a lot of shout-outs. It's huge. <laughs> before i get to the uh pr promotional stuff uh for our friends i would like to promote upcoming episodes of pink sock podcast Woo! um ne next week we have love the hate love the hate have you checked out their music yet greg i haven't i've read a little bit of the article though they're really good. They actually have a, a song that came on, I think, a month or two ago that's in that article. Brand new? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it's newish. It's like a couple months old, I think. Yeah. Uh, lo lo love the hate. And then we have Alan Poe on the 16th. My man. I uh, <laughs> I told Kathy, I'm like, we have Alan Poe coming up on the, like I was telling her all the people that's going to be on the show to help promote. And she's like, Edgar Allan Poe? I'm like, yeah, we brought him back from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have Uncle Jeff <laughs> coming back to the show to tell us his uh, experiences uh, with Wasp and Motley Crue with a new edition of Tower Stories with Jeff Towers. And then... We have Eric 13 of Sex Slaves and Combi Christ. Um, I can't and really he can read pull up the Australian accent very well. He can do an Australian accent? Yeah, it's fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to interview him in nothing but his Australian accent. Australia! <laughs> <laughs> That's August 30th, folks. We have Eric 13 on Love the show. Larry. And then we have Guy Fieri. Oh, no, we have Michael McVeigh. It looks like, okay, that cheeky smile. It looks like he just, like, farted and he's waiting for the people to smell We love you, McVeigh. We're going to have him on the show. Um, Oops, I farted again. <laughs> Oops, I farted again as their new hit song. No, uh, he has a new band, I think. I'm going to have to uh, we're gonna have to talk uh, to him about that. Okay. Yeah, I think I might have seen something posted up on his Instagram. Because the band he was previously in, I don't know if he wants to discuss it or not, but the band he was previously uh, in had some issues. You. They had some issues, uh, and, I, and I think he left or whatever. Hello, everyone. Uh, hi, Rock and Roll Podcast. Uh Guys, go to Rock and Roll Podcast's official Facebook page. Um, they have, uh, he has a couple episodes with me on it. 
uh, being crazy like usual, and we recently and ranked, me on it when I ranked yeah. Kill number four. <laughs> yes, and, and we also ranked Ozzy Osbourne albums from worst to best. So go check out both those episodes. <laughs> I, I watched a bit of that before I was wearing that last shot. <laughs> we were starting us. We were starting to have some technical difficulties, but I think we made it through. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you've been warned. If you're on this podcast, there's going to be difficulties. <laughs> I think that's every podcast nowadays, especially if it's live. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, it's going to be a good show. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking amazing show. Hi, everyone in the chat. Hi, Renee, Marta, Joe Bashir. I would like to say hi to um, Robert Rowe, like I said. I think that's everyone. Kathy Grant, you're not listening yet, but hi. I know you're going to be listening. Kinga Anna, hi. Lily, hi. Um, I'm going to start naming off people. Ryan, hi. Alice, hi. Ozzy, hi. You know, we got big name people watching this show. Hi, D. Snyder. How you doing? Uh, I'll see you on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's just a name dropping people I don't actually know. Hi, Kermit the Frog. I know you watch this show. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, we have a few shows that we would like to promote. Uh, first off, we have Reignite with Kathy Grant. Our former producer has her own show. Um, she recently interviewed Marco. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. I forget. Uh, my, my days are all mixed up. My days are either going too slow or too fast. Uh, but we have Reignite with Kathy Grant. She interviewed Marco. Incredible interview. Um, and you get to find out whether or not he likes Jaffa cakes because it is Kathy Grant. I think there will be another Adams family, Adams family movie coming out soon too, I believe. Yeah, and he's playing Uncle Fester. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if Kathy wants me to promote this yet. So she does have a new guest announced. Um, I will talk to her. I messaged her today. Uh, she has not replied yet, I don't think. I will check. Um, here we go. Here we go. We are ready to announce Reignite's next guest on this show. Ooh. Re Reignite's next guest. Drum roll, please. Can we uh, get Mart off there real quick so you can read? Okay, thank you. Again, <laughs> drum again. <laughs> Come on, drum roll. Roman Jug of the Damned. Wow. That's a pretty big guest. Nice. I haven't heard of him or I haven't heard of the band name. So, cool. The Damned is a legendary punk band. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, like, they are fucking legends. Like, think of in, a, in America or even Australia, think of, like, the Ramones or the Sex Pistols. Yeah. The Damned was pretty much that level. Okay. I have to... Um... Do some homework on them. Um, yeah, uh, Ashley is actually a huge fan of the Damned, and so is Kathy. So this oh, is pretty. Cool. Bi this is big for them, and yeah. also, I they're from Britain, yeah. Uh, yes, they're a yeah. huge UK band. I don't know, like, if they're as big elsewhere. The only reason I know who the Damned is is because, of course, I've got friends in the UK, and I'm also a music nerd. So yeah. that's kind of why I heard of them. But they're they're big. Uh, check them out. Cool. 
Yeah, yeah. I will. I'll put them on the list of bands that I should be listening to. <laughs> Up <laughs> next. It's a, like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a list. It's a huge fucking list, ain't it? <laughs> but next we have we have on in the trenches with Ryan Roxy, Carrie Kelly. Oh yeah. I've seen um, him live. He's pretty good. So have I. You want to hear a funny story about me seeing Carrie Kelly live? You sniffed him? No. Um oh. my fir- my first time <laughs> I sniffed him and he smelled like John Karabi. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Good sign. Um, Carrie <laughs> no. um, Kelly, the first time I saw Alice, and you'll hear where this comes full circle and how this is hilarious. First time I saw Alice Cooper, his lineup was Carrie Kelly, Chuck yeah. Garrick, uh, I think Jimmy DeGrasso on drums. Um, and I forget who was on the other because I think they had two guitarists at that time. Yeah, uh, uh, it might have been like Jason Hook or Damon Johnson. I think it was Damon Johnson, because um, I think Jason Hook had left the band since then. But the funny yeah, story, did. the funny story is, is the second time I saw Alice, the lineup was Orianthe, Ryan Roxy. Um, Tommy Hendrickson, I think, because I took like a while before the next time I saw him. I think Tommy was with him. Yeah, he had to have been because him and Orianti started at the same time. Um, Ch- uh, Chuck Garrick and uh, I think <clears throat> I want to say Glenn Sobel was the drummer around that time because I think he came in the same time Tommy did. Yeah, maybe. I think so. But this is why it's funny. I've seen Ryan play with Alice. I've seen Carrie Kelly play with Alice. This is the first time that I'm going to see Ryan and Carrie Kelly live together. <laughs> and they both played for the same act. But not if I'm not mistaken, they didn't play for Alice at the same time. They never shared a stage with Alice. Yeah. I think um I think Carrie Kelly did one yeah, one show with Alice with Ryan Roxy in the band. Just one? I think so. Or a handful of shows. Okay, I wasn't sure because I thought Carrie left and then Ryan came in, but I could be wrong. I Yeah, I, I think Carrie came back in for a couple of shows to fill in um, for somebody. It would have had to have been. Check it out. But, it would have yeah, had to have been. Depending on the year, it would have had to have been either Orianti, Nita, or Tommy. Yeah, I think he. I think he replaced uh, Orianti for a bit, and then I think Damon Johnson came in as well for a little bit as well. I saw Nita Strauss on her first tour with Alice, and I didn't even know he had replaced Orianti. <laughs> so imagine how confused I was. <laughs> how could you not know <laughs> no no i didn't see any news about it or anything like i didn't know orianthi was out of the band yet i heard rumors i heard speculations but yeah. i didn't see the article until the day after that show like i knew it was an orianthi and i knew the woman looked familiar because i knew who the iron maidens were but yeah. i didn't make the connection as to who she was but i didn't know that he had replaced her. And I'm like, is this just a temporary replacement or cause I didn't know. Cause I heard rumors and speculations that Orianti had left f- to uh, pursue a career with her then boyfriend, Richie Sambora. 
but I didn't know if she was leaving Alice or just doing both. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Moriarty live. She's actually quite. She's really, 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 really good. I saw the last, I think, three lineups Alice has had. I saw mm. the lineup with Carrie. I saw the lineup with uh, the current, like the current lineup, but with Orianthe instead of Anita. And then I saw them their current lineup. Yeah, that's pretty and, cool though. And I also have seen now. This is a rare lineup to see live. Um, Alice did that uh, old Black Eyes tour last time, and they rolled through Cleveland and in Cleveland, of course, is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And playing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was Blue Coop. They did a couple covers. So when I saw Alice that night, they did one song. Yeah. One song. They did Schools Out, I do believe. Um, with, I'm trying to remember. It, it was, uh, of course, Nita was there. It was, of course, um, we had... Nita, Ryan, uh, Glenn Sobel, Tommy was still on stage. So you had pretty much the whole band, but I think Chuck left. He might have still been playing on stage, but I know they brought out uh, Dennis Dunaway to play bass on Schools Out, which was really cool. Yeah, and they had Chris Weiss. Yeah. What his fucking name is on base or something like that. What well, this at this particular show it wasn't. Chris Wise wasn't there, but they had uh, Dennis Dunaway and Chuck Garrick playing, which is fucking cool to have the original bassist on stage. Did yeah. You want, did you want to add something, Naomi? I was about to do some shout outs and stuff again. All right. Yeah, I was just uh, listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You always for the Alice Cooper talk. <laughs> we'll get right back to the Alice Cooper talk. I've got a few more promotions yeah, to do. Can we, we you, you can stay there if you want. We have Calabrese's podcast. Uh, that was a good episode, Matt. They just recently interviewed Jason Corbett. So go check it out. I haven't checked it out yet, but go good. check it out. Um, also. We have Greg's other podcast. This man's a fucking workhorse. Uh, Sabbath Sunday with uh, Death Comes Lifting. They recently talked about uh, Iomi's first solo album. Yeah. Uh, featuring guest spots. And it was a weird album for me. Uh, <laughs> I think for I everyone. It was heavy as fuck, but yeah, a weird album. Like, it was a weird album for him to do. It was weird because, like, he didn't have a lineup. He just guest spots on every song, which is cool, but that's not an album you can really tour. No. <laughs> well, you can, I, but... The Billy Corgan one was all right, but, like, from Henry Rollins to Pillar on Samo, like, they, they were great. Like, it's a great album, Uh Overall, we'll, we'll talk about that, and then we'll get to uh, one more thing, and then we'll talk uh, Alice again. Uh, but the album, there is one track on the album. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, who's Fooling Who? Uh, is that with Ozzy? It's a glorified, um, in my opinion, it's basically a Black Sabbath song without Geezer Butler. 
It is. Bill Ward on drums, Tony on guitar, Ozzy singing. Yeah, right. You're you're just missing Geezer. <laughs> Was That's Geezer weird. like Geezer wasn't on the album, but it's just weird. No, I've only listened to the first six songs before I did that show. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the Billy Corgan one went for like eight minutes, so I skipped it to the last minute of the song. <laughs> Billy Corgan song. I haven't heard the Billy Corgan song. Does it sound like uh, uh, what's his other band? Fuck. Just... Yeah. Does it sound anything kinda, like Kind of. But um, yeah, it was just too fucking long. It reminded me of a Tool song, even though I do like Tool. But... I like Tool, but what'd you think of their latest album? Was it, it worth a lot of, I I liked it. A lot of people said it was overhyped. I loved the album, but I don't think it was worth the fucking Chinese democracy length of a wait. Chinese <laughs> democracy. It was. I actually respect Chinese democracy for an actual Rose solo album. It was a great solo album. I don't see it as and you know what's kind of weird is slash when he returned to the band when they did that little tour that was kind of announced last minute they was doing songs off chinese democracy still live with i went and saw them when they did that reunion tour in 2000 something i think it was 18 i think it was um yeah they were playing those songs and they sounded so good Mm-hmm. So good, but I'd go and see him live again. They, I think they are coming back in November this That's year. Cool. But the way how this shit's going, <laughs> it could be pushed back. Who knows? I, I would like to uh, cut you off just for a second because there's one oh, more okay. thing. I, there's just one more thing because there's a lot of things I get caught in conversation. But there's a lot of things I'd like to cover and like help people out because. I'm here to try to help people. I want to help you guys overcome your anxiety, help myself overcome my anxiety, and help give back. So we do have a former guest who is currently battling cancer, um, Lynn Ruth Miller, and she needs our help uh, affording, of course, her treatments and just positive vibes and everything. Please donate to Lynn Ruth Miller's fundraiser. Any little amount of money counts. Every little amount of money counts. The fundraiser link is in the chat. I don't know why it didn't space out. I spaced it, but it's in the chat again right here. Um, it's it's a lot to type in, but it's in the chat, I promise you. But yes, I love Lynn, and I talked to her yesterday on Facebook Messenger. She said she's, she's getting there. Uh, she's still struggling a little bit, but... She's still in positive vibes, it seems. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, but yeah, please donate to Lynn Ruth Miller's fund. She has, I don't know the cancer off the top of my head. I think it's like esophageal or something to do with the esophagus. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to go too far into details. If you want to know more, just go to the GoFundMe. Um, it's not my place to really say all this stuff because I'm not family. I'm not, I'm just here to help spread the word and help her out. So I love that woman. She was hilarious on the show. Well, she was great. <laughs> once she gets, once she gets better, I'm bringing her back on. 
It was first show that I did the. I was on doing the um, chat. <laughs> great, 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 well, great way to do your first show. Yeah, yeah. first show. You have a ninety-year-old comedian talking about how she wants to run against Donald Trump because he can't grab her by the pussy because it drags on the floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember my debut show? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, you weren't there. <laughs> Yeah. This is a great first show. <laughs> Slept for my alarm. Oops. Whoops. Well, shit happens, bro. Shit happens. Like, I wasn't yeah. mad or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just, I was worried about you. That was all. I was worried. I'm like, dude, he's never late. No. <laughs> well, I got taken away by a kangaroo and beat I the thought, shit out of I thought you were having yeah, second I thoughts. about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have I can't you ever, do this, man. <laughs> have you ever seen two kangaroos run at each other and jump into each other's pouches and then disappear? Is that uh, a... <laughs> I wish I knew, like, like their version of Godzilla. Dude, we need to make a horror movie. It's an Australian Godzilla, but it's like a fucking hundred foot tall kangaroo. <laughs> the next, the next Godzilla movie should be Kong versus Godzilla versus a kangaroo. Yeah, dude, we need to make the attack of the sixty foot kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Godzilla, and then we need to make a Canadian version for Jeff Towers, where it's a big ass moose. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes an appearance as a cameo? <laughs> Have moose versus kangaroo. Who do you think would win in a fight between a moose and a kangaroo? I'm going to say kangaroo, man. Yeah, <laughs> kangaroo. Kangaroo just fucking punch him in the face. That reminds me of video that I sent you last week of the kangaroo getting punched in the face by the guy. <laughs> I watched that video seven times and still pissed myself laughing. But he had his dog in a headlock. <laughs> this guy, okay, Naomi, I don't know if you've seen this video. I've not that. seen it. I want to know how to see it. We should For people, it Can we put it up on here? I don't know about copyright stuff. I don't know any of that. And I would like the person that posted it to get the, all the views they need. So if you can post the uh, link in the chat, or I can put it in the description later. Um, this video... <laughs> This dog, it's not funny when it starts because this kangaroo has this dog in a headlock. And this guy walks up trying to get his dog loose and fucking punches that kangaroo like right in the goddamn nose. And the kangaroo lets go of the dog and like squares up with him like, sup, motherfucker. And then the yeah. kangaroo, and the guy was like standing there like Mike Tyson <laughs> boxing pose. And the kangaroo, and the kangaroo's like, fuck all this noise and ran away. <laughs> Yeah, it stunned him from a, it stunned him a little bit, and then like let go of the dog, and then like the guy was just yelling at his dog to come back into the fucking truck. <laughs> just the dog just like barking at it. And the fucking kangaroo was like, he's like, um, I didn't. The kangaroo's like, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> yeah, City he loved ready. his dog, so he would have just have seen red. He'd have just have been, you know, raging. Yeah. Oh man, it was uh, that when that that video went viral. They made a meme out of it. <laughs> it was funny. I, I fucking love that shit. Like, yeah, 
you know, um, it was funny. Um, I think it was like two years ago, maybe. Um, an Australian basketballer, Ben Simmons, was um, uh-huh. doing the Australia history lesson on his uh, on Australia to his teammates, and he and he he put he he, uh, he put up that video. <laughs> this is what happens here in Australia. <laughs> is Australia really that crazy? Well, after I saw those riots last week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have you guys have animals that can fucking kill you, and you're worried about protesters. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see a picture of that guy when he was fighting the kangaroo? Here we go. <laughs> that, that that looks like uh somebody's uncle after a few drinks yeah. so did you know that there's people out there i know we said we're going to talk about alice but uh there's a lot of things in our description that we're going to cover because uh, so many weeks i write down things that we're going to talk about and i completely forget um, but we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about the current deaths that have rocked rock and roll uh, and entertainment industry as a whole. And we're going to tell a couple concert stories. But before we do that, um, actually, I forgot what I was going to talk about. So let's just do that. Um, we actually lost in the course of a week, not this week, not last week. I think it was two weeks now where we lost eight people. Eight fucking people, at least last month. I don't know if it was all within a week, but we lost Bismarcky. We lost the violin player for Kansas. Uh, in the same day, we lost the guitarist and the keyboardist of Cinderella. Um, we lost uh, Dusty Hill of ZZ Top. Um, we also lost Mike Howe of uh, Metal Church. Joey Jordison, uh, formerly of Slipknot and uh, Murder Dolls. What the fuck? I know, right? Did you hear what ZZ Top said, though? They're moving on. They're moving on. They're going to continue on as ZZ Top. They've done their, um, they've done their first show recently. I, I heard about that. No, I applaud them because they're, they're mourning a death and they're still doing shows. Yeah. Um, I think they got the guitar tech. Yes. Um, and he was wearing the beard, um, the fake beard. I put a picture of it. Just well, like, I, like in memory of him. Well, I guess the guitar tech um, was told while Dusty was alive that if anything was to happen to Dusty Hill, he was going to step in. Yeah. So Dusty Hill actually approved of this before he died. Have you seen the documentary of the ZZ Top? No, but I, I'll have it's to. It's on Netflix, I believe, but it's it's pretty good. The thing with ZZ Top is, from what I've been told, is they were very private. They're a very private band. So a lot of people were speculating that Dusty Hill had been sick for a while, and they just kept it a secret. Yeah. And, like, he knew things weren't well. That's why he approved of this guy replacing him, if anything was to happen to him. You don't just say shit like that when you're extremely healthy or when you're ready for a tour, you don't just say, Hey, this guy can replace me. Yeah. Didn't Dusty do like a show not long before he died? I think so. Yeah. The documentary is amazing. The thing with it the is, beards, is pretty good. the thing with the long beards though, and shit is they cover up like when there's something wrong. <laughs> like if you're like sick I or whatever, a long way to go. 
<laughs> like when, when you're sick, all you see is from here up, so you can't really tell. <laughs> yeah, I think that documentary came out before or after the latest album that was released. Oh, I'll have to check it out. What's it called? Just ZZ Top or? Uh, I can't remember. Let me is it on? I'll, I'll watch it on Netflix or whatever. Yeah, it's on. yeah I'm pretty sure it's in Netflix or Amazon. It's one of those two. But the best one I watched was on Netflix. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. But yeah, like, didn't Joey Jordison have a band before he died? Yeah, he had Vimic and he had another metal band as well. I I thought he didn't have feeling in his legs though when he died. Oh no, he he came back. Um, I know, but like the the story just confuses me because I know he had like neurological issues, so like his leg was numb. He could still use it, I think, but it was really numb. Yeah, I think and he I, disappeared for a couple of years, and then I think when um was it when Corey Taylor won that award? Yeah, and then he he uh he gave Jordan uh, Joey Jordison a shout out on the on the Golden Gods, I think it was, and then Joey came out and they hugged. But I thought Joey, that he like, needed help that he would help him out or something like that. I think Joey, from what I read, didn't have feeling in like both legs when he died, which makes it more incredible that he was still drumming. Yeah. No, but he he, he had Vimic and then people were saying that wasn't that good. And then I think he disappeared for a couple of years and then yeah, came back with another new band last year. He uh his band, his most recent band, uh I'm trying to remember its name. I'm going to look it up. Uh, he played in Scar the Martyr. He formed that band in 2013. Yeah. Um, that was his band after leaving Slipknot. He took a three-year hiatus. And, and then Vemic. And then Vemic in 2016. And he was in that band... Um, they were still 100% active as of 2018, and they were working supposedly on new material before he died. Yeah, and then he had, and then he had another band called Sensationum, or if I'm pronouncing that right, which featured the vocalist of Mayhem and Sun O, and the keyboardist of uh, Camaria and Death, and it also featured the bassist of Dragon Force on guitar. Oh, nice. nice. So yeah, basically, it's a shame yeah. that we lost all those people, man. You know, it's weird that I like, I'm sorry, my brain's everywhere today, but speaking of like people that used to do one thing in a band and now does another, like for instance, Dragon Force bassist playing guitar in Joey's last band. Yeah. Um, there is a um, singer. Remember the band fight? Not fight. Um, fuck. That's not the band I'm thinking of the singer for, uh, Damage Plan. That's the band I was thinking of. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The singer of Damage Plan was the guitarist for Fight. Oh, cool. Um, after uh, Russ Parrish left, he was replaced by the guy who later on sung for Damage Plan. Oh, I'm like, okay. that's weird. And if you're not familiar, Russ Parrish plays for Steel Panther. So, have I got a replacement for Lexi Steel? Lexi wasn't playing for Steel Panther on and off for the longest time. The guy replacing him was his guitar tech. His guitar tech, if you see photos of them playing like more recent or even, I think in 2017 they did it too. 
Um, their bassist was the guitar tech dressed up like Nikki Six. <laughs> well, I think um, I think Six AM is getting back together. I heard rumors. Yeah. I hope so. Ditch Motley Cruz, bring back 6am, please. You know what my favorite 6am album was? Which one? Saints of Los Angeles, their debut album. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you look at it, though, that oh, album... No, like DJ Ashba and James Michael did co-write some of the songs. Yeah, and DJ Ashba played guitar on one of the songs. Yeah, he played... Um, I think he played guitar on Saints of Los Angeles. And James Michaels produced the album. Yeah, he produced the entire fucking album. It's just a 6 a.m. album, but with Vince Neil on vocals. <laughs> I would love to see 6 a.m. live, man. I have. I love the band. I, I, love the band. I got the tattoo. I never got to see them, like, headline. I saw them at a festival. They had, like, a 20 or 30-minute set. Uh, but it was fucking incredible still. Like, James Michael's a hell of a vocalist. Whatever happened to that band? Um, remember when DJ Ashba came out and so did James Michael and they announced their band Pyromanic? Uh, that? Um, I don't know. James <laughs> Michael left and DJ Ashba said he's still going to be doing it. And then nothing came of it. No. And then Ashba, DJ Ashba came out with his own thing. It's more like electronic right um, rock, electronic rock or something like that like he had like pop artists on his and stuff like that it's really fucked up about the band though is like <laughs> pyromantic announced to be this huge thing like they were working on people got tattoos of the band's logo before they even released oh uh, yeah i saw that i think why <laughs> <laughs> and now the band hasn't released anything they formed in yeah. 2018 they still have no music yeah everybody still that. has tattoos yeah, what kind of pisses me off uh, another <laughs> thing speaking of motley Crue, sorry you got me on a rant um Mick Mars announced, and it's still going to happen, he has a solo album coming out. It's been announced since 2015, I think, or 14. And in 2016, he released teaser videos with George, with John Karabi on vocals. Yeah. And now John Karabi's not the vocalist on the studio album. And the two songs that he sung on isn't even going to be on the album. Right. Huh. That's weird. Uh, I'm like, why? Like, did Krabby get too busy to record the vocals and they just went with a different vocalist? Or Because, like, I'm you can sure still find... Like, I'm sure it's, like, demo recordings or something like that. They're, like, you can find several second clips on YouTube when they were teasing the album unless they took it down. But other than that, full songs have not been released of them. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he's been talking about that album for a while now, too. Right. Yeah, for a, a long time. For a long time. Because I remember they were talking about his solo album before Motley Crue went on their farewell tour. The farewell tour. I think, honestly, like, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but, like, if Vince doesn't get his shit oh, together... Then, no, if <laughs> Vince doesn't get his shit together, I think that is their that was their final tour. I don't think they can do this tour. No. Well... They did cancel that big that big stadium tour. Oh, it's actually completely canceled now? Yeah. They canceled it like maybe a month ago. 
Oh, I thought I thought they said it's just going to happen next year instead of this year. No, they canceled it. And people I know they, paid a lot of money for that well, shit, they're get, too. I'm assuming they're getting their money back. Well, I still have it on. Don't put Motley Crue on. Well, you heard about who all was supposed... You heard about who all was supposed to be there, right? It was supposed to be um, Def Leppard, Poison, oh, yeah. Joan, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts, and Motley Crue. Well, something happened with Brett Michaels when the tour was originally supposed to happen, and Poison was taken off the bill. Oh, um, yeah. And then the second time they announced that it's postponed, I believe they put Poison back on. And then due to the pandemic, Brett didn't want to risk his, like, I, I don't know the full story, but they postponed again. And then with the whole Vince Neil current debacle, I think they canceled. Yeah. Why not just do this? Okay. You have Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett. Still do the tour. Take Motley Crue off. Have Def Leppard headline. Yeah. Yeah. Or put so another band in. Or put a local band in. I'm gonna get hate for this, but if if this tour happens, Motley Crue shouldn't be headlining. Def Leppard should be headlining. Yeah. Even if this was the '80s, Def Leppard should be headlining. Well, it's a shame <laughs> that the other bands are not playing now, just themselves. Right. Like, just have. Uh, well, people were speculating who's headlining because certain posters that came out had Def Leppard on the top. Others had Motley Crue on the top. Yeah. And some are saying that they're just flipping a coin and deciding it's a co-headlining yeah. festival <laughs> tour. It's a mystery festival. That actually happens sometimes. There's tours where yeah. like two bands will go on like like have the full headlining amount of time both bands will yeah. and just each night they'll toss a coin and decide who's actually playing last yeah because their sets yeah. are the same length they have the same amount of songs it's just one person's last and one person's not to go back on the joey jordanson thing have you seen joey jordanson live uh let me think of all the bands that i've seen and bring it down uh, i've not seen him with slipknot because i saw slipknot long after he left um or whatever happened there uh i saw murder dolls not murder dolls uh wednesday 13 uh quite a few times but i don't think joey did any guest spots live I'm trying to go down through all the bands that he was in. I've not seen Vemic live. I've not seen his last band live. I don't think I have. Yeah. I don't, th I don't yeah. think. I have twice. With Rob Zombie and Murder Dolls. No, Rob Zombie and Slipknot. Oh, yeah, that's right. The we second time when I saw them was uh, with him, like, when he was playing for Slipknot, Slipknot and it was like, like just like a minute. And I think they were playing... They're not playing people equal shit. People equal shit. People yeah, equal shit. Yeah, something like that. I think so. I think that was the second time when I saw him. But when I saw him with Rob Zombie, man, it's fucking awesome. Right. <laughs> I would never right. forget it. And the there's, there's footage of it from the Sydney show on YouTube. You can watch it. Robert Rose saw Slipknot's first show in Chicago. I would say that that would be their first major show because I think their first show ever was in Iowa. Was there an Ozfest that broke that that made him really big? I think that was the Chicago show. 
I think that's what Rob's referring to. Um, Their first shows ever, they was doing shows before Corey was even in the band in Iowa. Um, They had a they had a debut EP with only three three or four songs on it that didn't even have Corey on vocals yet. Corey was a fan of local band Slipknot when he was in Stone Sour because that's how old Stone Sour is. And then Stone Sour broke apart when Corey tried out for Slipknot and became the new singer, and they blew up. And then Corey's like, fuck it, why not? And then got Stone Sour back together. And got Jim Root in. Wasn't Jim Root originally in Stone Sour? The Actually, yeah, he was. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Because I think the first lineup of Stone Sour that was popular was the lineup they had since high school. Yeah, something like that. Which... I still, I still need to put this in my guitar. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I haven't put them in yet. I'm probably going to take it to a, a guitar shop once. That'd be the best way to go. That'd be, that'd be the best way to go, bro. Yeah. But I've read reviews and um, it's got like really good reviews. So I'm not really a fan of signature pickups, but I bought it because I love it. Jim Root, so there you go. Is Jim Root still in Stone Sour? I didn't think so. Yeah, I think me and my mate reckon that because we're we're big Jim Root fans and Stone Sour Slipknot fans. I think I think the reason why he left Stone Sour is probably because Corey wanted to make it into more like a commercial rock band Mm. when Jim Root didn't want to. How weird is it though that like Jim Root gets fired from Stone Sour, but he still has to get along with the guy that fired him for Slipknot because he's still in that band? Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the reason why he left. Probably because now, like Stone Sour went too commercial. I don't know if this is true or not, but I read somewhere that Joey Jordison was fired from Slipknot via singing Telegram. He said he wasn't fired. He he oh he was, but. Without no reason. Well, it was rumored that that's because of his health problem started, but. And he was saying that he wasn't on drugs or anything like that. I forget who it was then, because somebody was. Oh, okay. It's um. Former Jim Root's allegations yesterday. I'm just reading an article from Metal Sucks. Following Jim Root's allegations yesterday that Stone Sour fired him by phone, former Slipknot drummer Joey Jordison has now revealed an even more shocking tale of woe. He claims that the Knot told him he was out of the band via a singing telegram. Hey, Joey. Joey said that in an interview. Yeah. That he was fired via singing telegram. Yeah. There was no meeting, apparently, to what I've read. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's pretty shit. So I don't know what happened there. Well, the thing is, is I'm not going to blame anyone in the band. I'm not going to throw shade to anyone because I love that band. And Corey's a great guy. I think it was a management decision. Maybe. Yeah. Because there's a lot of... him temporarily, like, um, until until he got in battle. The thing is with bands, especially ones with like 497 active members, um, <laughs> when you have like nine members, or whatever, there's a lot of politics that is even beyond the band because they signed contracts. And I'm sure the firing had nothing to do with personal shit. It was shitty the way they did it. 
but I think management might have told them you got to get rid of him as soon as possible because you got a tour coming up. Yeah, and he can't play. They could have just they should have just gotten a replacement for now until he got better and then put him back on. They should have. Like no. it, it's awful. Like it's hard to like say one way or another because we weren't there. Yeah. We weren't there. We're not members of Slipknot. Well, I'm from the future, so if I had this, shit <laughs> you know, Mouse and Nose, then I should have went back in time. <laughs> to to me, it's really weird though because when the band first started, they like had numbers like zero through nine. Yeah, they still go by the numbers, but like only the original like first album members go by the numbers. Their two replacement members don't have any numbers. I think they should have stuck with that. Just been like you're number ten and you're eleven, and just well, yeah. Oh, um, who's the other dude? Tortillo man. Uh the bassist. No, no, no. He's the drummer. Um, is it Chris Fran or whatever his fucking name is? Some Slipknot got fired. Yeah, uh, and then they got the, uh, another guy, and his name—they call him the Tortilla Man. Oh yeah, his uh, identity's withheld. He started in 2019. I forgot about him. So there's three members that don't have numbers. Yeah, um, which is kind of—I think it'd be kind of cool if they still went with that. Like you're number 10, 11, blah 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 blah. See how many members they can go through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I thought Jay Weinberg, the drummer now, I think he's doing a great job for the band. He is. I've seen them live with him, and he's an incredible drummer. Yeah. Like, I said this to my friend as well. Um, the last two Slipknot albums that he released is a completely different drumming style to what Joey, Joey Jordison's doing. Like, Joey, Joey was about blast beats and... You know, but Jim Weiberg is different. And that was, that's what makes those last two albums great. He can also pull it off, though, live when he needs to. That's the yeah, cool part. He, he, brings, he brings a whole new feel to Slipknot, but not enough that it's not Slipknot anymore. It's still yeah. Slipknot. And the yeah. thing is, is, people complain. They're like, Slipknot's not as heavy as it once was. You do that vocal style for fucking like 20-some years, and you tell me how you're doing you got to have a neck like that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Corey Taylor the guy, uh, the singer that uh, was headbanging so hard at a show he, like, broke his neck or some shit? Oh, really? I think I, I, think, th- I, heard he, I think I heard he had, like, neck surgery. Yeah, because he headbanged so hard at a concert, I think, is what the issue was. Um, for your neck. I, uh, saw an art- I saw an interview with Corey one time. Uh, Remember the original Corey Taylor mask? It probably smelled awful when he was done with it. But that last Corey mask, the fir- the first one that had the dreads. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Do you know why he changed masks other than the what? smell? <laughs> he, he changed the masks to get rid of the dreads because one night he was headbanging and the dreads hit his eye and tore his cornea out. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, he fucking. His mask he has recently, like, just freaks me out a bit. <laughs> what the milk jug fucking mask? Yeah, it looks like he's that, put that, a fucking. That just, looks, that just looks so fucked up. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite mask of his, uh, a more recent mask, was the one he had before that, where like he could rip the mouth off. Yeah, but it's kind of <laughs> funny how Mick Thompson and Jim Rip's mask 
still looks the same for the last 20 something years. Jim Roots has changed a little bit. Jim a Roots. Bit, but it still it, has the same identity. Yeah, it has the same identity, but he cut a mouth hole out so his beard can come out of it. <laughs> now. What a sexy beard, man. I just want to stroke it. <laughs> and his hair. Dude, his hair. Oh, bro. I just want to. <sighs> Wish I had hair. Anyway. For the lo- for the longest time though, before he was fired from the band, Chris Finn had the same exact mask too. Yeah, mm, clown, clown. Um, he changes up sometimes. He changes but, it up sometimes. He changes up sometimes. Yeah, but still, I love the band. But the last two Slipknot albums, man, for me, were fucking great. So you, the great chapter was good. You do know where the original Slipknot masks came from, right? Movies. No, they're bondage gimp masks. All right. I feel if, like Mick Thompson's one came from the movie from like the Sinister and stuff <laughs> like that. His might have. I know some of the members are just gimp masks that were painted and designed. <coughs> um, yeah. Chris Finn's was actually funny story. I don't know if this is how he modeled it, but his is a gimp mask. The nose is a dildo attachment. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now, I don't know if he did that intentionally, but that's what it looks like. Is it Sid Wilson? Like, his mask now recently looks freaky as shit. <laughs> like, uh, the band's starting to turn more horror-like, though. I know. That's what I like about it. Um, I'm trying to find the mask that I'm thinking about, the Gimp mask, and I'm getting a lot of porn. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to be looking closely at these Slipknot masks later. If I just looked up Gimp Mask Chris Finn and like I got a bunch of them. Um, yeah, it's literally a Gimp mask. If you look at his original one, it even has the zip open and shut mouth. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. That was pretty cool. It's actually like it's his is legit a Gimp mask, and I know. Uh, I think some of Corey's earlier masks, especially the one with the dreads, is an old gimp mask because it had the zip and zipper mouth too. Yeah, I couldn't understand Corey's mask, the one that he had now, because it just looked fucked up. Well, he said, I think uh, it was him that said this. He said in an interview that his current mask was only supposed to be temporary. It was supposed to be a teaser mask. And because it pissed off everyone because the way it looks, he just stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it kind of just looked like it just got run over by a fucking truck. <laughs> it doesn't look good, I don't think. Um, I just could you imagine him just creeping up on you in an alleyway with that on with a trench coat? I, I don't have the same I don't sexual. Want to imagine that. <laughs> I don't have the same yes. sexual. Hello, fuckers. <laughs> I don't have the same sexual fantasies you do, Greg. Uh, different. Okay. <laughs> I, I really liked the uh, Corey Taylor mask, the one that was like all white with like the black circle around his eye. Uh, um, from the old hearts is gone. Yeah, yeah. That that was a really good one. Did did they change masks every fucking album? Almost every album. I think from the first album to Iowa, it stayed the same. And then I think from volume three to all hopes is gone, it, it changed. Mm. I so I'm guessing every second album, maybe it changes, but huh. yeah. 
That's interesting. That's very interesting thought. I wonder if Corey still has the original mask with Dread sitting at his house. Just try and get him on the show. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to. I just want to know if that mask smells. Because yeah, that would be, be one of the first questions I'll be asking. <laughs> <laughs> Because he wore the same mask for like years and it was the same mask. Yeah. <laughs> who, who knows? Who you, know knows? What's, you know what's gross? Uh, back to Alice Cooper, that giant Frankenstein monster he has. It's the same oh, yeah. one every show for the last like five years. That thing's Have you got seen the documentary to that? Like, yeah. how they came up with that? It's up on YouTube. Um, yeah. And uh, quite, it's quite good. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, Kyler Clark said that it fucking stinks after you've been yeah. on tour for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he said it stinks. Yeah. yeah. Like, eh. The story and, you know, behind it and how they made it was pretty interesting. Pretty I'm thinking about paying like whenever Alice goes on tour and it's safe. I feel like I think I'm going to pay for his VIP because you get to get a picture with the Frank and Alice. And I'm going to be yeah. like, hey, hey, Kyler, I'm going to slide you a little extra money. I want to smell it. I want to get in, I want to get inside of it and I want to know what it smells like. If I had a dollar for every time I've told a woman that, I want to get inside of it and see what it smells like. <laughs> you might get lucky, you might not get lucky. <laughs> oh god. I have a feeling like Greg over here, he's been promoting our podcast on Twi on Tinder and like all these dating apps. I have a feeling Pink Sock's going to be one of the first podcasts to have a bunch of groupies. Yeah. Thanks to what me. What do you say? Come on, my Pink Sock. Yeah, we're no. going to be like we're going to be like the Motley we're going to be like the Motley Crew of podcasts. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just put up. Um, I just put like yeah, blah 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 blah. Casual chef, want to be a guitar player, coffee lover. And a co-host for Pink Suck. And I was, so what's this Pink Suck? I'm just going on YouTube. <laughs> no, no, he he sends the girls a dick pic that says check out Pink Sock Podcast on www. <laughs> <laughs> and it's written on a shaft. <laughs> yeah, right. That's on Bumble. <laughs> That's on OnlyFans. Yeah, OnlyFans, yeah. That's on Tumblr. <laughs> so my OnlyFans, you know, I'm still in lockdown. I gotta pay bills, so there you go. <laughs> See, I, I know a lot of people that have started an OnlyFans, and I think it's cool. I mean, like, I, I'm also the same guy. I believe in legalizing prostitution. I'm all for sex workers. I mean, sexuality and sex is natural. That's how you create fucking people. It's also how you, like, abort people. But that's besides the point. That's a different topic. <laughs> Well, every time I'm scrolling through like TikTok and stuff, and this is this chick that looks like she's like should be on OnlyFans, then I do like a little background check. Yeah, I knew it. she's from OnlyFans. It's it's kind of bad because it's still frowned upon, so you can't just like message a girl and be like, "You look like you should have an OnlyFans cut." Like that's <laughs> makes, <laughs> that, that's kind well, of like best that time post up on my OnlyFans page. You know what? If I knew I could make money off of it, I would start one. Fuck it. People want to pay for it. Let them pay for it. Yeah. Like, don't watch well, if you sure. don't. I'm sure if I put those pictures of my head over bloody Dwayne Johnson or, you know, whoever that you've fucking done. 
put up on yeah. OnlyFans. I'm sure people will pay for that shit. If it's OnlyFans, I'll Photoshop your face on porn stars' bodies, man. You gotta make sure it's all tan too, right? It can't no. be tan face and white body. I was gonna Photoshop your face on Tommy Lee's body, get you all the chicks, bro. Wanna <laughs> <laughs> meet me in real life? You getting white, bro? <laughs> the thing about Tommy Lee though is, is that man he could be brewing coffee in the kitchen and be fucking you in the living room like that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Like you don't you don't need that much dick. <laughs> like chop some of it off and give it to me. Like <laughs> that dude, he goes to a zoo naked and the fucking horse is like, dude. <laughs> Bro. Funny I'm story. Doing. Funny story. This guy was being like an asshole in a uh, group that I'm in. It was years ago. I don't know if I'm even still in this group. But this guy's being a dick, like uh, like a pig, a misogynistic pig. No, I flirt with people. I have a very sexual sense of humor. But if you're not okay with it, I don't do it. Well, this woman showed uninterest and all that shit. And like, I'm like, okay. And you know it's bad when I'm like, you're a pig, bro. But this guy was really going at it. And I'm like, dude, fucking stop. And he's like telling this woman, send me your tits, blah, 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 blah. And she already said she's not interested. So I decided to send him a nice message. It was a picture of a duck's dick. And then I sent him another picture of Tommy Lee naked. Okay. Now these aren't saved on my phone. I just hit right click, copy, hit Joe Bashir needs a Tommy Lee type. Um, <laughs> but no, um <laughs> that's a funny comment. That kind of took oh, it is. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> a duck and Tommy uh, Lee's dick. Oh, oh, I sent a picture of Tommy Lee's dick and a duck uh, to yeah. this guy. Now, I don't save photos to my laptop very often, unless it's for the podcast. What I do is I right click on Google. You can copy a photo, paste it into the comment section, then send. So that's yeah. what I did. I sent it to him on uh, Messenger. And he sent back a picture of like my cousin's Facebook page. And he's like, I'm going to send her this picture. And I'm like, you're the weirdo with Tommy Lee's dick on your computer. Like, <laughs> I don't think she'll give a shit. And he's like, why do you have Tommy Lee's dick saved on your computer? I'm like, I copied and pasted, bro. For one. For two, you like it enough that you had to save it on your computer and then try to send it to my cousin to incriminate me. It's not my dick, dude. Not even close. <laughs> I would not send a picture of my actual dick to a stranger unless they asked. <laughs> you, you, you gotta you gotta get consent you gotta write a contract out now like fuck fucking i don't know tommy people lee, in the man. bondage fucking tommy lee man he's a hell of a drummer but fuck when you have he a third is, leg man, you can man. play drums <laughs> <laughs> that's true you can be like the, the 14th member of slipknot with that third leg um um yeah. Did you remember? Did you remember when um, he had to pull out one of the? Uh, he had to cancel one of the tours because he had tendonitis on his wrist, and yeah, he got and, uh, so And then people yeah, were like, that... and people were like, start the tour again. <laughs> Glenn Sobel did really good. Ah, uh, yeah. It's what I thought he was. He said it was nervous as fuck. <laughs> I would have been too. Yeah, but uh. The... The thing is with 
I'm going to get back to Slipknot kind of. This kind of goes full circle. Um, people have been posting a meme that says, uh, is Joey Jordison really that good? And me, and it shows him like sideways playing drums while the uh, drum riser is spinning. And I've seen several people comment, Tommy Lee did it first, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was somebody else. He didn't do it first. Uh, the first person to ever do shit like that wasn't even Kiss. There was a blues musician that used to do crazy shit like that. I forget who it was, but he did it in like yeah, the 70s. I, I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, I'm like, and who gives a shit? Be happy inspiration's being drawn. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, coming from Parkway Drive, I've done it too. <laughs> Adam said, yeah, I still well. pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I don't even get that upset if I hear like somebody sample a song anymore. I used to. But I heard an interview with uh, Tom Petty. Now, I don't know yeah. if you remember this or not, but Red Hot Chili Peppers released a song called Danny California. Yeah. And people were claiming that they stole the guitar riff from Last Dance with Mary Jane by Tom Petty. And I think they also said like Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. And Tom Petty was interviewed and they asked him, what do you think about Red Hot Chili Peppers possibly stealing your guitar riff for Last Dance with Mary Jane? And Tom Petty replied with, there's only so many notes on a guitar. Yeah. We are all playing with six strings. There's going to be some songs that sound similar to others. Did they steal the lyrics? Then I don't care. I'm paraphrasing. That's not his exact quote, but he pretty much didn't give a fuck because they didn't steal his song. They just borrowed a riff or they played a similar riff. We're all playing on six strings. We only have, what, 12 notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you expect? Them to pull a fucking fourteenth note out of thin air. Music yeah. people have been playing. People have been playing on guitar for hundreds, even thousands of years on stringed instruments. At least electric guitars have been going on for what the last 50, 60 years, maybe longer. We have all these years of like metal bands. We have all these different bands. All this shit. Of course, it's going to happen. What's hilarious is is when bands decide to sue because. I get it. If you don't get paid for a riff that is completely sampled, like when Vanilla Ice took uh, Under Pressure, he oh, took yeah. he straight out copied and pasted the riff from the album and didn't pay the band. That's wrong. Oh, wow. Sa same with the MC Hammer with Can't Touch This. Uh, it was also taken from Rick James's Super Freak. But well, I didn't know that. It's yeah, that. think about it. Bum 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. When they turn 14, I'll be waiting. With mm. incense, wine, and candles. Yeah, I'm a super freak. Bum, 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 bum. Can't touch this. Same exact guitar beat. Um, but that makes sense. There was a band that, uh, I forget what song, but Green Day did a song. And it was a clusterfuck in court. Because there was a band from the 1970s that decided to sue Green Day because the guitar riff was exactly, note for note, their song. But it was a very simple song. It was only four notes, the whole goddamn song. What was it? 
I forget which one off the top of my head. Um, when but, I come around, because I'm pretty sure that has a <laughs> the full same notes. You, are we just going to name every Green Day song? Because most of them have <laughs> the same. same. Yeah. They're mostly the same notes. <laughs> uh, but they brought this band sued from the 70s. Here's where the clusterfuck comes in. Because a band from the 60s caught wind of this, and they had a song that sounded exactly the same. So they count, they sued the band that was suing Green Day. <laughs> and then another band came, another band from the 60s came out of the woodwork, and they're like, hey, our song came out two days before yours, or some shit like that. And it sounds similar, so we're going to sue the band that's suing the band that's suing Green Day. That escalates it quickly then. <laughs> So they all settled outside of court and said, fuck this lawsuit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, not, that's like a big lawsuit with all those bands. <laughs> you want to know what else is fucked up? What else is fucked up is John Fogarty. Uh, you might recognize that name. He played for Creedence Clearwater Revival. He was the main songwriter and singer of CCR. This is important because the lawsuit I'm going to mention. Uh, John Fogarty released a solo album and the band CCR sued him. He went to court with an acoustic guitar and played both songs in question in court. They are completely different uh, instrumentally. Their argument was is that he sung the same on both albums, on both songs. John Fogarty said, okay, let me say something. Now, this is counter-paraphrasing. This isn't what he actually said, but it's very similar to what he said he said in court that um your honor uh, i sung on both albums that's me singing so do you expect me to not sing like i sing for one for two i wrote both songs i own the rights to both songs so i am suing myself in court <laughs> <laughs> They threw it out because he owned the rights to that song. He wrote both songs completely pretty much. <laughs> it was the record company that was suing him. And he's like, you can't, I can't sue myself. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. It would be funny if a person just did that or just sue himself. Right? I want to sue you know, myself. You know, it's really weird. We've mentioned this guy on the show several times. Uh, Gigi Allen. Uh. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what his birth name was? No. no. Jesus Christ Allen. That was his full birth. Now, I think it would have been more fucked up and hilarious if he continued doing the crazy shit he did, but used his birth name. <laughs> you guys want to go see Jesus Christ and the Murder Junkies? <laughs> this guy, this guy. He can't call, call his band name that. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, just keep his birth name. You want to go see Jesus Christ Allen and the Murder Junkies? He's throwing shit at people. <laughs> what? Throwing <laughs> shit at people. <laughs> oh, man. That it's guy was the, in a mess. He was a fucking disaster. But could you imagine if he died the way he wanted to? Do you know how he wanted to die? No. Do I want to know? He was interviewed by Howard Stern, and he, he was talking about it. And they're like, your shows are crazy. And he's like, I want to die by hanging myself on stage mid-set. I'm like, could you imagine that shit? Front page news. Uh, Jesus Christ, Alan. 
kills himself via hanging live, smothered and shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Oh, I saw something hilarious the other day. Um, That's completely fucked up. There's a comedian that I was watching the other day. His name's Bill Burr, and he was discussing Ric Flair. And if anybody has lived their life to the fullest and then some, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Even if you're not a fan, he has a documentary on 30 for 30. Um, watch it. Even if you're not a fan, this guy has... He doesn't run from anything. He doesn't hide from his past. They, the interviewer asked this man, how long were you faithful to your first wife? And without missing a beat, Ric Flair was like, one day. <laughs> what? And he was, and then it cuts. He was talking about it, and he's like, "Yeah, the first day I was married to her, uh, I was hanging out with her and the wife. I was hanging out with the wife, the kids, and I got bored as fuck, so I went back on tour." And <laughs> and then it cut to his ex-wife, and she's like, "Yeah, he wasn't a family man." <laughs> And then they asked this motherfucker, they're like, um, would you say you're an alcoholic? And he's like, I don't know. I've never tried to quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Rick Flair. Yeah. He, uh, told the, he told this hilarious fucking story uh, about how he woke up one morning, okay, and he had a strange a woman he's never met before that he remembers to the right of him and to the left. Now, this is funny because he calls groupies, like wrestling groupies, aliens, because he don't know <laughs> where they came from, who they are. So, <laughs> so he was like, I, he's like, I had an alien to the right of me and an alien to the left. And I looked yeah. down, I looked down and my $10,000 Rolex was gone. And he was like, I was freaking out. So I woke the girls up because the way Ric Flair would flirt is he'd go into a uh, bar, sit down, roll down his sleeve so you can see the rings and the Rolex. Well, yeah, he's an asshole. I know. He's one of them guys. But, <laughs> but he woke up and he's like, my Rolex is gone. He's like, I have a flight to go back home to my wife, by the way, uh, in two or three hours. So he's like, I woke up panicking. And I'm like, what happened to my fucking Rolex? And the girls are like, you don't remember? He's like, no. They're like, you got drunk at the restaurant we were at last night, and you took your Rolex off in full Ric Flair promo fashion, and you said, I have 11 of these fuckers at home, and threw it in your spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> he had to spend $10,000 more at a local jewelry store to get another Rolex before he went home. And he said he got home and his daughter looked at his watch and was like, your watch before had diamonds, dad. Um, this one has, and she named a different diamond. And Rick didn't know that there's different types of diamonds. And, and he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's, this, it's the same Rolex. Just <laughs> different diamonds. Like, I don't promote anything that he did. It's just hilarious to see. It's it's refreshing to see a celebrity that fucks up as much as we do in everyday life. And they're not... Uh, David Flair. David Flair, yeah, his son. On WCW back in the day. Yeah, he actually wrestled for WWE. Uh, very short-lived. He just lost to The Undertaker every night. That was his only job. 
<laughs> Great storyline. Rick Isn't Flair. Never was that I got released or something, and people were so pissed off about it. Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay, what happened? From what I've been told is WWE, from what I've read, um, they are trying to get their funds in order. So they are releasing a bunch of people. And AEW is picking up some of them, which is the competitive company. And, yeah. there's, other, and there's other sources that are saying that uh, Vince McMahon is actually liquidating his assets and firing people because he is selling WWE. It, I don't like, he, I he has, get the Triple H or something or some. You know, that's what, he should give it to family because it's a family business. But rumor has it that Vince is probably going to sell to Fox News, Fox, um, not news, but Fox in general. Uh, Disney wants it. ESPN wants it. Like there has been a huge like. He's been we're looking to sell for a while, and it's rumored that it might be happening soon, which makes me wonder. Since it's supposed to be a McMahon taking over, but instead Vince is for whatever reason, selling to another company. Do you think Triple H and all the McMahons are still going to be part of the uh, WWE after this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Because could, could, could you imagine how crazy... Could you imagine how crazy it would be if, like, the McMahons and, like, Triple H don't like who owns it now, so they jump ship to the new company? It would go downhill. That would be fucking intense. You're watching AEW and all you hear is... Time to play the game. Da -da, yeah. da -da. <laughs> Ratings would go up for that one as well. <laughs> well, rumors have it right now that uh, AEW, the ink is still fresh on the paper, as they say. Uh, remember, you know who Daniel Bryan is? He was a wrestler for WWE. He also wrestled the indie promotions. He was very popular. Well, WWE released him. And it's rumored that AEW has just signed him secretly and they're going to bring him on TV. And that will bring in ratings because he's a big name. But yeah. the big name that they possibly signed is CM Punk, which is a huge deal because that guy has been yeah, hating. Um, he's been hating on wrestling for like the last seven or eight years. Yeah. And the fact he's getting considered. He and lost both fights. Mm-hmm. So bringing him in would be kind of a big deal because he's still a big name. He is, yeah. But, like, people were giving him shit for believing and then going to... Well, you heard what happened. Going to right? the UFC and all that shit. You heard what happened, right? CM Punk had a lot of problems with WWE, even when he was signed to them. But WWE used it as a storyline. They let him say whatever he wanted. They let him air grievances. They let him be champion for a year. But CM Punk got really pissed off because they wanted him to lose the championship at WrestleMania. Not lose it. Instead of him being in the championship picture at WrestleMania after he lost the belt, they wanted him to wrestle Triple H and lose. And he's like... The fuck? He's like, you have me who can actually win the belt at WrestleMania, but you're feeding me to your freaking son-in-law. It's all politics. He's like, I don't, I deserve to be in the main event, not against him. Mm. And that was a huge argument. And they said, well, we'll have a championship match. He's like, no, like egos got involved and he kind of asked for his release, but they were talking and negotiating a contract kind of. Yeah. And they fired CM Punk on his wedding day. Oh, that's rough. Oh, and God. he said, fuck that company. 
fuck the industry. Like, he had a real sour taste in his mouth, went to UFC. Like, he didn't leave WWE for UFC. He got fired on his wedding day and then went. That's rough, man. Mm. That's what I've heard. If CM Punk would like to clear that up, I'd love to have him on the show. Um, But from what I've been told, that's what happened. And now that there's this new company that allows creative freedoms and doesn't control you like WWE, CM Punk is really questioning coming back because AEW can offer him the money he needs. Yeah. But he's being quiet now. Think about it, though. This is a perfect time for him to return because CM Punk, if you remember correctly, every time they brought up him possibly coming back to wrestling, he would come out publicly like like that on Twitter or in interviews and say, nope, never, never going to happen, never. Well, now people are saying he's returning to AEW and he's fucking quiet. Yeah. And he even recently followed All Elite Wrestling on Twitter uh, he followed all the people involved with AEW backstage on Twitter. Like, it's possible. You never know. Because I'm pretty sure, like, UFC fighters only fight once every couple of months. Yeah. Because it's so, it's crazy sport if you it do is, it all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like, I think once every six or seven months or so. Do you, do you think UFC could possibly be staged, though? No. Fuck no. <laughs> because there is rumors going around, and they said this about WWE back in the day. Like, there's no way it could be scripted. Uh, people are stating that it could possibly be. Like, there's been people that possibly bladed in UFC history. Like, there's videos of, like, people possibly blading, um, which means it's could be. It could be. And if you think about it, WWE and UFC claim to not have a friendship. They claim to not have this and that. How's come Brock Lesnar wrestles for both? How's Ken, Ken Shamrock wrestled for both? Yeah. I'm not saying they have a complete partnership, but they get along and there's some similarities. Yeah. They're there's not enemies. Like rivalry, uh, there's always going to be rivalry with fans, though. And also, I think it's kind of weird that Brock Lesnar didn't fight for UFC for like months and months and months and months. He returns and beat an undefeated guy for the championship. I think that's kind of weird. Yeah, but could be. UFC is kind of crazy. There was a couple uh, MMA companies. I I think there was two. There might have been one. Might have been that shut down due to being scripted. They were lying about being an actual sport. Okay. And uh, I forget what the name of that company was, but yeah, one of them got shut down because of it. So it is possible. I don't know. I doubt it'll be staged, dude. I know referees do fuck up every now and then. Because I honestly, like, I believe that even, like, all major sports could be staged. But the difference yeah. between major sports and, and rest, pro wrestling is, in pro wrestling, everybody knows the outcome. I think, yeah. in, like, I think in football, the referee knows the outcome. Yeah, yeah. They would say that NFL will be rigged as well. NFL could be rigged. Have you heard of bare knuckle fighting? Uh, yes. It's fucked up. <laughs> I think they should go back to celebrity. Uh, they had like a show, like Celebrity Fight Fight Club or some shit. I forget what it was called, but they'd bring certain celebrities on to fight each other. Oh, really? You know, like a celebrity death match? Like celebrity death match, but real life. Like they would box and shit. I think I'd heard of that. Like they had. Uh, yeah. Danny Bonaduce on that show one time, and I forget who he was fighting, but he was fighting like it was celebrities fighting one another, and it was rumored that like when that show was going on, 
I don't know if you remember this or not, but Randy Savage released a rap album. And one of the songs on it, yeah, that's real. One of the songs on it, he was calling out Hulk Hogan about how he's a pussy and shit. And there's a verse that, and there's a verse in that album. He's legit. He legit hated Hulk. But in this album, he mentioned a charity event where he was gonna fight Hulk Hogan, fist fight, bear, like beat the fuck out of him pretty much. And it was a charity event. And he could donate to any charity he wants. Randy Savage donates to any charity he wants. The winner donates the money. Well, the loser donates the money. Or whatever. Yeah. Um well, Hulk said didn't reply. Well, it was rumored that the charity event was supposed to be that show. Could you imagine on fucking live on fucking celebrity fight? You have Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage in a boxing match. <laughs> fucking, uh, I could imagine Randy coming out and be like, "I've got you for three minutes." <laughs> Like bone saw. Wait, and I remember Hulk Hogan and Rock. Was it Rocky? He was in Rocky Two or something like that. That was. Uh, I think he was. Wasn't he in Rocky One? No, that was the well, Russian one. One of the Rocky movies. It was for uh, to promote WrestleMania. Is why he appeared in it. Yeah, but I think it was yeah the first Rocky, and I think that's when Rocky had his first boxing match or whatever it was. You know what was people don't people. think about. Hulk Hogan, when you think Hulk, yeah, you think a muscle, a big guy. But I think people underestimate how fucking big he is. Because he was in the ring with people about his size. This dude was nearly, like, he was six foot six, I think. Like, yeah. six foot six, 400 and something pounds of pure muscle at the time. I'm like, what the fuck? That's a big guy. His arm, he was on Johnny Carson one time, and his arm was the size of Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> his, fucking, his fucking quads as well they're huge it was rocky three rocky three yeah hulk was a, yeah um but yeah hulk's a big guy but you know who else is a really big guy that gets underestimated because he's like agile as fuck the undertaker yeah he's seven foot fucking tall he's the same height as andre the giant yeah and what kind of a scary thought, though, is um, he's seven foot tall, as we established. But there's a motherfucking guy that he wrestled one time. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find a really good height comparison uh, before I do this. He uh, wrestled this guy. His name is Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. This man is fucking huge. All right. Giant Gonzalez is... The match was boring because of when you're that big, you can't move that good. You're not going to be like jumping over the fucking ropes at people and like running like a man. Could you imagine yeah. how terrifying that would be? And the reason why it's terrifying is because like, look at this shit. Hold on. I'm going to see if I can get the picture up. Um, what did I save it under? There it is for this show. I have to save photos and it's just so hard. Um, all right. Keep in mind, both men are still on their feet. His knees aren't bent in this photo at all. You can find another photo. I just can't find what the one. I'm looking what the fuck is that guy wearing? Oh, uh, he wondering that. His attire back then looked kind of like a gorilla because his name was Giant Gonzalez. He was supposed to be some kind of creature, but he uh, wore like this naked outfit but he had no dick it was kind of weird but he was stocky or something it looks like yeah. a tights but for the whole body 
Yeah, um, I'm going to see if I can find a better photo. But if you saw that photo, uh, Undertaker came up to Giant Gonzalez's shoulder. Which Undertaker is seven foot tall. Do the math <laughs> about how tall this fucking guy was. He's tall. Tall. He, he's fucking. Oh, here's a better photo of it. Um, sorry, I'm looking for the photo I'm trying to find here. Here it is. Because this is a better height comparison for you. Holy shit. Undertaker is seven foot fucking tall. Okay, Giant Gonzalez, he didn't wear, you know, back in the day, people would wear like platform shoes or whatever to make themselves taller. He didn't do that. He wore like like, tennis shoes or some shit. This dude was eight foot fucking tall. I think there should be a height limit in pro wrestling because you're not, you're not going to have people like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> being, being the crap out of the big show. <laughs> Which he has done many times in his career. Yeah. We lost some listeners because uh, we're talking wrestling. <laughs> I know. Either that or we're going too long. I don't fucking know. But don't don't know. You... It's almost it's almost full thirty here. I'm gonna probably call this one uh, quits because yeah, we got we got re- we got to get ready for next week because we have love the hate next week. Love the. Hate. I kind of want to uh, Photoshop our faces on all the people. <laughs> <laughs> like. I'll let Greg have the uh, bearded gentleman on the, like, not far left, but, like, right next to him. You know, that bearded yeah, bald guy? Red beard. Make that Greg. Greg can uh, also be the guy with the red beard. Yep. I'll be the guy right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi can be the guy on the far left. <laughs> all right with me. No, she can be the guy yeah, with the red what? beard. He, he's beard and no hair look, man. Respect for that guy. Like, Dude, you need to do that. Yeah, but see, I look like Captain Spaulding. Not, do it! You should do the full makeup and come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> actually, no. Actually, kind of look like Kurt Winstein from Crowbar. <laughs> you do. You know what you kind of look like? You look like the non-racist uh, Filipino version of Philip and Salmo. I'm <laughs> actually, actually looking pretty tan. I got some sun today. So. Well, oh, I'm yes, going to end the show by saying you're a beautiful cunt. Um. <laughs> I think I'm a beautiful cunt as well. <laughs> I love you, bro. But guys, next week we have Love the Hate. Then we have Alan Poe on the 16th, and then Jeff Towers is returning. I, dude, I love that edit, dude. That's funny. pants. Dude, I want those pants. Like, that's actually Blackie Lawless of Wasp, but that's not actually Jeff Towers. Yeah, that was Jeff Towers uh, when he was in Wasp for a short amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fuck. And we also have uh, Guy Fieri. No, um, fuck. That's not Guy Fieri. Fieri. 
<laughs> we got Wayne Static of Static X. No, we got we have Michael McVeigh on the show. Uh, guys, remember. Um, well, shit, I tried deleting shit. No, I don't, don't do that. Uh, remember, live long, rock hard. This was a fun episode. We've got a lot of great guests coming up, and uh, hopefully, we don't have. Hopefully, we don't have more uh, celebrity guests. Uh, not celebrity guests. We don't have any more deaths. Celebrity deaths coming up. <laughs> guests and deaths. Yeah, guests and deaths. That should be the name of a new podcast. Guests and deaths. Yeah, where'd you get the name from? (laughs) We do have a mental health episode coming up. I'm going to tease that right now. Um, It is probably going to be announced for next month. Yeah, it's it's going uh, going to be next month, but it's going to be announced very soon. Um, It's going to be on. We might have to do it on a different day of the week, though, that episode, because of our guest that's coming on. Um, let me, I'm going to check my email real quick before we go off the live, because I would love to announce it now. Um, but I don't know if she's good to go. She hasn't replied yet. Okay. But yeah. it's, it's probably going to be on, it's going to be on September 13th. Um, if anything changes, I'll let you guys know, but we are planning on a mental health episode. So it's going to be a more serious episode, a more like health related episode about the mental stability and shit. And we're going to be more serious. So it's going to be fun. Um, I'm in talks with some people with a foundation for mental health and all that. That's all I'm going to say. Um, It's going to happen sometime either next month or in the near future. I'm aiming for September 13th though. So stay tuned. Love you guys. Remember live long. (laughs) <laughs> Rock hard. <laughs> Fly away. <laughs> Fly away. And, Fly go, away. Gr- and go Garak to the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not going to my future, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs>